Sean, you know, this little poem reminded me of when I was a kid. My brothers were a little bit, um, I don't know, mean. Maybe mean. they were much <laughs> older than I am. But they would get these tires, and I would be the inner tube, more or less. And oh, I could, I yeah, could yeah. fit inside, and we got to, I got to the top of the hill, pushed me off. Roll, roll, roll. I was inside. Land, fall out. And I was thinking, you know what? Those were good years. <laughs> Totally what's, made that up. What's a few little bruises and scrapes? <laughs> but you, you what made, do you mean? They didn't do that to well, you? No, but, you, but what, <laughs> that, that cracks me up every time, you know, because the tires were good years. Good year tires. You know, and, and I, every time I hear that, it's it's so corny, it's funny. I disagree with the audience. <laughs> I disagree. I think it's funny. <laughs> I, I think I have done that actually, gone inside of a tire. Well, but I think I, I became unconscious or I got knocked out and it, I lost and you, all memory and, of it. Yeah, and you've tried to block it from your memory ever since then. Yeah. Well, we are going to talk about some childhood things and various various topics. Yeah. Today, right. on episode fifty-eight, 58 of Wacky Poem Live, our first December episode. Yeah. Uh, here we are, rolling into the holiday month. Yes. Another Thank holiday you all month. for being here. I'm Sean. I'm Bill. And uh, we're coming to you from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry in world Locust famous. Grove, world famous, yeah. internationally, internationally known, famous. Yep. Yes, we've had visitors from all over the world, and uh, we take a poem that someone has left here in the museum for others to read and learn from and be inspired by, and uh, we talk about it right. on this show. Right. And we like poetry. We like to talk about things that are poetic and and right, yes. speak about their poetic qualities and then we just like to talk about things that and how come re- from talking about uh, right. the poems and, and how it relates <laughs> how it relates and intertwines because it, it it ultimately does and we were talking earlier about i think poetry people think it's so so difficult and it's like an algebraic equation mm-hmm. oh i can't I can't do that, and that is so untrue. Yeah. If you just open that door and kind of let those thoughts flow, and you know, uh, and edit sometimes, it's amazing what people will come up with. You know, I don't have. It doesn't seem like I have a lot of actual poets who listen to this podcast. I mean, I don't get feedback from them if they're listening. Yeah. So I find. <laughs> I find that kind of strange. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because they think, oh, well, they're just making fun of poetry or it's just, you know, stupid little things that people leave in the museum. I don't know if that's what people are thinking. But we do take poetry seriously and we also take it humorously, mm-hmm. both of those. Well, and I think you can do both. Absolutely. And I, I think the poet, if there are poets that think that, they are making a mistake. Yeah, they got to give us a chance. Yeah, step off that pedestal because <laughs> no one, no one like wants that or will you know appreciate that no, really because no. you're as good of a poet as I have ever read or heard. Well, thank you. And you also, uh, your humor kind of makes your poetry acceptable mm-hmm. and accessible. Yeah, and it doesn't have to have humor to be uh, acceptable and accessible, like you said, but but that it's helpful. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that's helpful, I, I think, is just that you have to to write. I think if you want if you want people to read, which I assume that's why you're writing, mm-hmm. you have to write in such a way that you invite people into what you're what you're writing. Mm-hmm. And so much of contemporary poetry is not inviting. I mean, I have a hard time reading a lot of it. Um, and it's not that you have to, you know, become less poetic or whatever than you think you are, but um, just to to be aware of if you want an audience, it's other people besides poets. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which I think we should. Oh, oh, I certainly. think we should want an od- a I general th- audience for poetry. There right. used to be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to think about that. You know, you have to think about your reader and uh, how can you use this wonderful form in such a way that you can reach a lot of people. Was it the 60s when they would have the little coffee houses where you could stand up and have a poetry night? With was the beatniks, that, beatniks and was it, You know, <laughs> probably the 70s as well, yeah. you know, stand up there and read whatever you had to, yeah. write, had yeah. to, had to write or yeah. re- read. Or you, what, and, I mean, people still have poetry readings today, too. There's lots of poetry out there, but... Every time I go to one, who's in the audience? It's just other poets, mm-hmm. which is not, you know, I love poets. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> An audience of poets, okay, that's great. But to me, I want to reach more than that. Does someone know? have to be published to be a poet, Sean? No. If you I, call I'm, yourself a poet, okay, you're a poet. Okay, you can call yourself a poet. Yeah, because you, you know. could be a bad poet. There are days I'm poets and days I'm not. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you can call yourself a poet. doesn't mm. mean you're a good one. That's true. Okay. That, you know, like, I'm a mechanic. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, what's a tire gauge? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, not so that mecha- was my little soapbox about okay. poetry so, in, in modern times. To all of our listeners, contribute. <laughs> contribute. Stop by, leave, leave, us, leave treasures to find, mm-hmm. you know. And, that's, what, that's what the purpose of this museum was, is to have poetry of the people, to, to show people that everyone can have an experience of poetry, and, and you can write things that are poetic and be inspired by them and, and just leave your mark. In fact, while we're still talking about this, before we get to today's poem, another thing that I, I made note of, I took a picture of it in the museum, is something that someone wrote on a, on a tiny piece of uh, notebook paper. And they wrote, your museum is small but profound, a place where connections are made between those who may never see each other but once shared this space, going out into the same life and land. Thank you for giving them, us, a voice. You know, that in itself is almost worthy of a podcast. (laughs) Well, I wanted to add it in at this point. What a great great thing to say. It is. What a great thing. thing to to notice is the connectivity Mm -hmm. connections are made connections connections are made well before we get to the poem do you want to go ahead and start talking about uh your conversation yes okay Uh, yesterday uh out of the blue our friend yuri hersky from uh the ukraine um lviv he lives in lviv just texted me uh messaged me and uh Rob and I had been talking about him, actually. Yeah. Uh, several, several, several uh, episodes back, we did uh, a podcast about a poem that, that Yuri had sent to museum years ago. And um, so we checked in with him, and, and uh, we've done a couple of check-ins about how he's doing in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Out of the blue, he, he, he messaged me, which I think is important because he's going through rolling blackouts and... Um, uh, I feel important that he text, uh, messaged me because I think he has to keep track of his uh, uh, charge on his phone, et cetera, with, with no electricity. Right. And on, today on, is December 2nd, so this is when you're talking to him is the first and the, the second. Yeah. Okay, yes. And um, so uh, I, I'd like to share a little bit about it. Uh-huh. He just out of the blue, he sent me a message and he said, um, how are you doing? Um and I said, you know, I, I always, I always am, am like, well, I'm doing fine. But how are you? Is is is, is the bigger? It's just shocking that he texts you to ask how you're right. doing, isn't it? Hey, Bill, how how do you do? 
you know, and I thought, well, there, there's Yuri. And then he sends a photo of a candle in the window, uh-huh. little candle in the window. And I thought, well, that's kind of, he said, we have many times blackouts now. We'll put that on the website too, I, he, the picture. Oh, he okay. said beautiful, yes, beautiful photos. Power on four, off eight. And uh, I, I responded. He said, I'm, I listen to radios and I listen to little radios and little candles, like lighting. Um, and then he continued on. I will. I continue to study because I never know when power will be off and alarm shelters, etc. When power is on at nighttime, I wake up to some work at least for a few hours, but I'm okay. Have good health except needs of sleep. I most. I am mostly okay. And he said, "Thank you to all and society for worrying about Ukraine. Sorry I didn't write so often, but you know, I remember you. I remember Sean, and I remember Romp." I apologize. And it, for once that. again, you know, oh. he, he's so you know, he's so altruistic. <laughs> yeah. I said, "Do you have anything you want Sean and I to discuss today?" Mm-hmm. He said, "Hmm, hard question, Bill. Let me see. Just want to <laughs> say hi to her and your listeners, and big thanks." For supports from the United States, I know that many people in the United States don't know about this very important for whole world, which things are going on here in the Ukraine. But anyway, many federal powers do so. Too much support for Ukraine. I believe in such darkest hours and times there is light at night, and good guys will win. And you know, here in Ukraine, we don't we don't we don't afraid the worst ways in this war. And then he said, I put a candle at the window on the 26th by remembrance of Holdemore genocide in, on the, in 1933. Mm-hmm. I responded. He said, there are many historical par- parallels in our, in our country. Um, he said, okay, that it's late time here. I must keep batteries safe, so see you. And wow, you know, he lost track of time. And I said, good night, Yuri. Thank Your you so much. battery is low. Please charge. I said, um... Good night, Yuri. You know, thanks for the contact. He said um, his last his I really like his last contact. Be brave like Ukrainian with a with a, uh, a little winky face. And I said, I, I will. I promise. <laughs> be brave. like be, Ukraine. be brave like Ukraine. All right. So I'd like to, I'd like to well, I'll read the poem, but I'd like to tie all of this in. because okay. It really is connected. OK. Connect, as we mentioned, connectivity and poetry. Yeah. So, well, and it was just, you know, a, a fluke that we had this connection with him in the first place. It was so, totally but, random and, yeah. and we happened to hit targets and made the connection. And I think through Sean, poetry and yep. I think through poetry and I think it's going to I was talking to Rob. I think it, I'm hoping it's a connection I have all of my life because it's a very uh, rich connection mm-hmm. for for me. Yeah. And it, it gives me perspective here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess I, I can read the. Shall I read the poem, Sean? Or yeah. Why, did so you the, want to add anything? The or? poem that we that we chose today was is one that was hanging up on um, in our room that still has the Oklahoma Wildflowers and Poetry exhibit. Right. And it didn't really. Um, well, I guess it probably did go with that exhibit. You were supposed to you spin this wheel and you choose a flower and on the little card that has the flower on it, it gives you a fortune. And then you're supposed to write a little something about it. So this one doesn't mention a flower, but I think it must have been the idea that came from whatever she read okay. on the on the flower card. And I so see. it's just hanging up. It's on a little tiny piece of note paper. And uh, just very short handwritten message. Okay, okay. I want to be held and treasured like a little antique doll. I have growing hope. Signed, Addie W. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was just uh, the, the sentiment. It's it, it it is deceptively simple. Yes. But 
very deceptively mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. And the last sentence is is a really quite quite. Yeah, unique. that's the part where maybe that she's the flower is she you knows she's thinking I have growing hope. Like a flower will grow. Yeah, or my bloom. hope is growing that I'm going to have this connection with someone uh, who will hold me and who will treasure me. Yes. Like a little antique doll. Mm-hmm. Like a little, and <laughs> looking at the note, which you, I, you will post, I got the impression this might be a younger person. Or I don't know. We, we, the, the, there's a mystery. It's hard to say. Uh, the script suggested, in my mind, I thought it was younger, a mm-hmm. younger person. It could be of any age, obviously. Mm-hmm. Any. If you are listening to us somewhere that's not on our website, just go over there to wackypoemlife.com and you'll see the, the, the photograph of it and uh, of Yuri's candle and uh, whatever else I decide to post. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> we, the, he, 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 sent, he sent several candle photos. And I thought, you know, that that goes uh, uh, a candle at night in the windowsill is the epitome of hope to me. Yes, I have growing hope. Mm-hmm. You know, I will, I will, I will put a sign out that there is life here, there is mm-hmm. remembrance here, there is connection here. Um, I thought, well, that's kind. Of, again, I just look for these linear connections, and I thought that was kind of cool the way it does tie into this. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't know how you were going to make that connection. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I thought. He has growing hope, has too, growing, obviously. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, uh, uh, I can't. I, I really can't. I, I can't either. <laughs> we cannot imagine what they're going through. I, on the news today, you know, the, 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 new, the new bombings in the, uh, by the terrorists, Russians in the uh, uh, suburbans, areas where there is no, are no soldiers, is absolutely criminal. And I can't even imagine having that in the back of my mind at all times. Mm. But I thought this... I have growing hope. I thought was the perfect holiday sentiment that we're reading it during holiday time, because it's not a material thing, and it's not a material no. thing that it's not. Oh, I want I want a new uh, iPhone. I want a new this or that. Or I, I want, want an car. antique doll. I, I, want an anti- <laughs> I want an antique doll. No, it's she, not that. She, she wants she wants to be held and treasured, and mm-hmm. she wants that. Which again, that that's a wonderful thing to want because it's not material. Mm-hmm. But she has growing hope. Mm-hmm. That is something you cannot buy. Is yeah. hope. Yuri yeah. cannot buy hope. Yeah. He he owns it. He has it. Mm-hmm. He's sharing it with us, which is a gift to us. He's giving it to us. Yeah. But we cannot. Uh, you, well, you, you can't purchase that. You can't buy that. And he is doing like the Ukraine people are doing is trying to show the world that they uh, and their country has value. Mm-hmm. That it should be treasured mm-hmm. as it is, as they have built it, mm-hmm. as they have made it a yeah. democracy. So, yeah, that's to be held and to tre- be treasured. Mm-hmm. To be held and treasured. It is no mm-hmm. one's to take. You yeah. know, it is uh, life has value, and, and it, it, we need to realize that, and it, uh, we do. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was the perfect uh, the joy and companionship of contact and human connection is what she hopes for. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, vulner- vulnerability in that, too. Yes. I mean, it is very a uh, vulnerable thing to just say straight out, direct, I want to be held. Mm-hmm. That's very hard to say. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people... <laughs> and then she wrote that and put her name to it and hung it up for everybody else to see mm-hmm. here in the museum. Yeah. yeah. Other people might say, oh, you, you're, we, we love you. We like yeah. That's okay, but it's not but, the same but, thing. But, but this is this is what she wants. This mm-hmm. this is her feeling. Mm-hmm. This is uh, and you know what I've learned is, oftentimes you don't get what you want unless you ask for it, yes. unless you work for it, yes. put it out there. 
Yeah. Well, uh, and like I said, be direct about it. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that, the, though this is just, you know, a tiny little piece here, that's one of the things that makes it so poetic, in ter- uh, I feel, is because the directness of the idea. I mean, it's sort of a mysterious reference to the growing hope because mm-hmm. you wonder, you know, has she, does she have someone in mind that she specifically An wants to hold her? Or, yes, right. and thinks mm-hmm. that she's getting closer to that person? Or is it just her growing realization of her own value, mm-hmm. you know, that just from that she is going to be able to find someone who values her too just because she values herself? Right. And it, which is kind of a nice mystery to think about mm-hmm. because I think what she wants is something that every human being wants, whether mm-hmm. they say it or whether they don't say it. Mm-hmm. it it's the basically the ultimate want is, is the, the, uh, it is not material, not materialistic, not material things, excuse me, but it is to be loved and treasured. My goodness, that is the ultimate in yeah. anyone's life. Yeah, to by, be valued, by, to by, be of value. By other humans, yeah. and, and, and genuinely so. Yeah, yeah. Right. to be of value mm-hmm. to someone. Um, <laughs> this kind of, in a weird way, this sort of, this poem also reminded me of the rummage store that we run here in town, which basically is the reason the museum still exists, is the proceeds from the rummage store pay for all the utilities and the rent and the upkeep and any programs that we do because those are always free and uh, there's a little section in there called doll universe Mm -hmm. (laughs) where i take donated dolls and old dolls and i clean them up and fix them and repair them if i can and put uh try to put handmade clothes on them Mm -hmm. you know that people also donate and then put a little tag on them and i'll write a little poem somebody buys one of the dolls well (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, I was in there working. I work in there one day a week and have great volunteers at work the other days. Uh, there was a girl came in with her mom, and she was looking specifically for looky dolls. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I, I, what is that, looky yeah. doll? She was talking, dolls you look at. Oh. She was looking specifically for kind of old oh. ceramic type dolls. You put them on a shelf and they're too delicate to play well, with, perhaps. I don't know. She, was, oh. she said that she had friends that had looky Looky dolls, dolls, and they just they liked them. I don't. I think they kind of played here. with them, though. Yeah. Okay. Look at them, <laughs> and I thought, well, that's unusual. I said because I have got a lot of those in the back that I haven't mm-hmm. fixed up. Because usually I do. I take all that Victorian dress and all oh, the yeah. horrible ribbon and all that tons of stuff off of them. Yeah. And then I put regular clothes on them. Yeah. Because the motto at Doll Universe is made for playing, not displaying. Made for playing, not displaying. Yeah. That needs to be on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's on the the window yeah. that faces yeah. out on Main Street where it has a little picture of a doll. But anyway, so she was looking for a looky doll, and I said, well, I don't have any of those out here, but I have some in the back. So I brought some from the back, and, oh, she just – she I think she bought two of them. Oh, cool. She loved them. Cool. But they were, they were not necessarily antique dolls, but they have that look, you yeah. know, of yes. the antique doll. Yes. You know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was on was on network television a couple yes. of nights ago, and I'm I'm sitting there with my little pups watching it like I, every year. It's my I, since I was four, and there's a doll on there. She's oh, a, yeah. she's a misfit doll, yes. and she's you know I don't know Land exactly of misfit toys. You know, her little braids were off kilter, but I don't know what exactly was misfit about her. She was sweet, but it doesn't was matter. Was she cracked? I don't remember. Might have been cracked, but the thing was, and I was thinking about this because I thought about your doll universe. Yeah, and I thought. 
the key to, to this, if we would all realize this, is that every single one of us is a misfit. We're all misfits. <laughs> we all live in the land we of all, misfit we toys. All do. It's just realizing that you are is the key and that we all are. We are all misfits, imperfect, and that's what kind of what makes it fun and exciting and unique. You know. Uh, so there, there are a lot of lessons in that little claymation TV movie or whatever program. I find year after year after year something that I didn't notice before. So, it's again, it ties into kind of this again. And like what you said at the beginning, things being deceptively simple. But right. there are certain um, things that are very potent symbols, mm-hmm. and I, a doll is one of those. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's all kinds of certainly things that you can ruminate on and that pop up from that. Yes, lead you down various paths. One of my favorite toys as a child was a, uh, uh, I think it was Mary Poppins was the movie that was popular uh, a couple of years earlier. And I got a Dick Van Dyke doll, oh, yeah. a rag doll that you pull the string and he did voices, probably collectible now, who knows what happened. But yeah, I I've never that. seen one of those. I loved that. And you know, my brother kind of thought that was not proper, that I liked that doll so much. You know, and I remember he kind of made him, you know, he was a teenager, kind of a comment about that. I kind of had a bruised feeling. But I thought, you know, let kids play. Yes. Let them like what they like. Yes. You know. Yeah. Right. I loved paper dolls when I was young. And uh, I would go down to Ford's Variety down there on Main Street where the coffee shop is now. Yeah. And uh, see what new paper dolls they had. They were on a little stand right when you walked in the door to the right. So you, you like the paper dolls where they cut out the clothes and you cut out the clothes fold, and fold the little, little tabs, tabs behind their back. Uh-huh. Interesting. Put them on. Remember mm-hmm. color form dolls by chance? Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, Cupid dolls. I Cupid. love those. Uh-huh. And there's some little Polly Pocket sachet things that smelled kind of like uh, <laughs> violets and roses, I think, you know, little in, in clear containers when I was a little kid. All kinds of things. When we were little, we moved out to this house on Snake Creek. And when we moved out there, there was this giant pit on the side of the yard that was just full of gross water and everything. Yeah. And uh, one of the main things I remember about that when we went out there and looked at that house and decided we were going to move in there was there was a doll floating in that gross water. Mm -hmm. And I got it out. Yeah. And I cleaned up that doll. You rescued that doll. Her. Yeah, she was one of those poly dolls that have the the plastic head, little knots of curls mm-hmm. on top of the oh yes top yes. of the head. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very fond you saved memories. Her. I saved. You know, poly. I think that's important. You yes, know? yes. Because what? Who was it? Who? Where did I hear recently that a, a doll a doll is a uh, toy is never truly happy until it is loved by someone, by a child. Well, it sounds like the Velveteen Rabbit. Something like You make it real. That makes it real, (laughs) yes. And that that carries through from that to to, uh, Rudolph to Toy Story. It goes over and over, and that kind of holds through with people. You're at your best when you are treasured and loved by others. And can, I, 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 man, you just made a circle, Bill. I made a circle, Woo! big, big, hey, bubbly right. circle. Your brain is on fire. I'm gesturing again. It's I'm on gonna fire. Big, <laughs> my, my ears are smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it's on fire. But anyway, I do a sound effect to go with that, but I had to unplug it. Yeah, well, I know. That, that she, thing, she's acting battery. up again. <laughs> yeah, you know, the battery. We need thing a, that y'all heard. We need a flame, a flamethrower. <laughs> you know, man, you're on fire. No, I just hadn't charged it up. But you know? uh, 
it, I just thought this is going to be so cool to be able to add Yuri's uh, uh, contact to this situation, you know, because Yuri is sort of a uh, someone that one of these days when things are peace, when, uh, when peace comes when soon, I'm going to claim that, you know, th- I would like him to come here. I, I, I want yes. him to come and come see us. I've, been, yeah. I've got another connection that just popped up. Do you okay. know those, um, what are they called, those Russian dolls? That there's a doll inside nesting a doll. Dolls. Nest, nesting Russian dolls. Nesting dolls. You know why I dislike those? Because they're Russian. Because no they're point. so full of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> because you know why? Sean, they're full of themselves and full of themselves and full of themselves and full of themselves. <laughs> yeah. Deception. Deception. Yeah. Do you but, know... Uh, uh, this is not really a children's joke, but I don't, that's okay. okay. Do you know what the, the last thing, kids. you know those Tickle Me Elmo dolls? Yes. Those are so popular still, I mm. think. You know what's the last thing that they do to those dolls before they leave the factory? Oh, let me see. They, what they add to them? Oh, my goodness. They probably add little gas features where they pass gas when you tickle them. <laughs> well, you're close. They they add two test tickles. Oh, my gosh, that makes him Elmo for sure, not El- Elmet. Elmira. No, Elmira's here. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. We yeah. have a lot, you know, we talked a lot about uh, dolls. There are, you know, there's a lot of negative connotations with dolls, too. I mean, you mentioned that, you know, your brother didn't think you should be playing with dolls and that kind of thing. Um I think about the the play, that very famous play in Henrik. Ibsen's a Doll's House. Do you, have you familiar I, with not that? Not familiar. Um, where it's a woman who has been treated like a plaything by her husband, and she finally stands up to him because she realized she's been living in a doll's house and okay. she's been behaving like a doll. Wow, it sounds very night gallery-ish or Twilight Zone-ish. Well, it's it it was like it's considered like one of the first modern plays. Mm-hmm. It was from nineteenth century, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, again, I know the answer, but I'm going to go and throw it out there. Why is it playing with dolls is is considered a weak and not acceptable? Playing with trucks and cars is not, or uh, uh, you know, depends uh, on what they're called. You know, I can see I Joe's. the traditional boy uh, d- doll. What's it mm-hmm. called? A baby doll. Action figure. Oh, action figure. Oh. oh <laughs> Action figure—true for uh, for a guy. Action yeah. figure, yeah, the yeah, yeah. rough and tough, you know. Yeah. But if, if guys, if you would just realize, women love women love tender, nurturing men. You know, that's the thing. You know. So yeah, yeah. Figure it out. Well, I did do a little background. I was kind of curious about. Oh, you have you spoken dolls. to your lover? Well, I did. I did look at uh, yeah what my lover had to say about the the online etymology dictionary. My lover had to say about doll. And the origin of the word doll, it comes from something, I just lost it. It's from the Greek. It, it sounds Greek. It's from the Greek. It sounds Greekish. <laughs> but I can't remember where, I, I can't find where I wrote it down at. Anyway, maybe it'll come back to me. But I kind of wanted to see uh, what our earliest dolls were like. And so they are, you know, from the time that humans existed, dolls did too. And the earliest ones were made out of clay or stone, wood, bone, Mm -hmm. ivory, leather, wax. Um, There were wooden paddle dolls found in Egyptian tombs dating back as far as 21st century B.C. And um, 
Even ones with movable limbs and removable clothing date back to 200 B.C. So that is not anything new at all with the movable limbs. Um, Rag dolls, stuffed animals, those were probably popular. We know that from, like, pictures and hieroglyphs Mm -hmm. and things like that, but, of course, they haven't survived. Those things haven't survived. Um, In ancient Rome, the dolls were made of clay, wood, or ivory, and they've been found in the graves of of, uh, Roman children. And like children today, younger members of Roman civilization dress their dolls according to the latest fashion. It was customary for boys to dedicate their toys to the gods when they reached puberty and for girls to dedicate theirs to the goddesses when they married. Okay. Yeah. So they had lots of... Mm-hmm. Lots of purposes, and they've been around for a long time, and here I just found it. So the word doll comes from idolon, which in Greek means idol. Makes sense, doesn't mm-hmm. it? I-D-O-L. It does idol. make sense. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you probably have this down there somewhere. Aren't dolls a reflection of current society and always have been, whether they're whether they're, whether they're ethnically all, all similar, which they were in the early part of the of last century? Mm-hmm. I guess now they're more diverse than ever mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they go along with the times, good and bad, mm-hmm. you know, because you have a lot of from the uh, oh Civil War on all the way up till practically the 60s, you had basically racist dolls, you know, a lot of the little um, black oh, rag yes, dolls. Yes. And, um, what right. the, um, the, what's the pejorative term? A, a pickaninny, you know, mm-hmm. those little mm-hmm. dolls that... Uh, existed for a long Certainly. time so Certainly. so the dolls were they showed us what we valued and they also showed us what we devalued right, right. <laughs> a lot of times mm-hmm. and i wonder I how how soon it was when girls realized that barbie is is, is genetically an, an impossibility <laughs> yeah. uh to, to to have you know those legs and that tiny waist and the, that yeah. bust and uh, well you know that's we get a lot of barbies in down at the uh, rummage store too and uh, because I haven't bought any Barbies in a long time, I wasn't really aware. But they have all—they come in all shape. They come in all shapes and sizes nowadays. Yeah, so. yeah, and, and, and shapes, sizes, and colors. Yeah, and know, some of them do have flat feet. Thank goodness. Can you imagine? <laughs> Not everyone has the Dolly Parton feet. You know, the little high heel feet. <laughs> right. Right. But it was plastic. It was you pla- know, yes. that revolutionized plastic. doll making Absolutely. in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Just like I'll, every time I think of plastics, I think of the graduate. Yeah, I never see it. Yeah, <laughs> that future is plastics. I remember. It's one word. Let me tell you what it is. Fabulous, fabulous, plastics. fabulous movie. <laughs> love that movie. Love the soundtrack. Love it. Love it. Love it. But yeah, you know, and I, 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 I never see a Barbie commercial. As a kid, I saw them all the time. Mm-hmm. She went to the beach all the time when I was a kid. That was the thing. You know, then we transitioned out of that. You know, so. Uh, yeah. I do have another dirty joke. Uh-oh. It's worse than the Elmo dirty one. Dirty joke. Oh, Should no. I do it or not? No. Should I just say a warning? Well, yeah. Just yeah. Say, any any children, any, t- uh, close their ears yeah, right now. Cover your ears, guys. You know, okay. like, like you're going to do that. It's a pretty good Barbie joke. Okay. Okay. So uh, this woman went to the store to buy a Barbie doll for her niece, and she asked the salesperson per- if Barbie came with Ken. And the salesperson said, oh, no, Barbie dates Ken. She comes with G.I. Joe. <laughs> Ken is just too much of a metrosexual, you know. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I apologize for that she, joke. I didn't make it up. She I just likes the it. rugged G.I. Joes. You know, Ken's a little bit too much looking in the mirror all the time, I suppose. 
Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we'll have to keep our, you know, general audience rating. We'll have to be careful about that. It's true, but there I are think a lot that, of podcasts I listen to that you oh know every other gosh. word is a cuss word. And, yes, <laughs> and they're funny, but it's just like, yeah, we can't Especially do that. Especially the ones from these coasts. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, my, my ears are bleeding. Yeah. Oh, we're good. We're we'd, fine. We'd have even yeah. a smaller audience than we already do. <laughs> we, we wouldn't be reaching our tens and tens. I keep thinking. Or maybe that. not. Maybe, maybe it would grow. We got uh, all these foul mouth people out there listening to true. us. True. Like, you know, the, the mushroom <laughs> podcast, people thought we were, yes. I don't know, this is how you do the magic mushroom situation. We're still getting more hits on that episode than we've got on any other episode. Is that right? Yeah. That's interesting. I, want, I don't think Antique Doll's probably going to do it. But. <laughs> probably not. You never know. You never know. I mean, there are a lot of doll enthusiasts out there and doll collect, you know, doll societies and doll collectible people. But I also don't think there are people who listen to podcasts, probably. Probably not. (laughs) They're they're out scouring the flea markets for the latest Barbie case and clothes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that we've we've talked to the antique doll and uh, with my filthy jokes and uh, the wonderful message that we started with. Yes. And uh, that you looped through a conversation with Yuri from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. And um, I appreciate you all for, yeah. for listening to us. Yeah, and thanks, we just. Thanks, Addie, for the poem or the, you know, for being I mean, brave enough to say what you want. Yeah. Bill and I still enjoy doing this. And, After uh, all this time. We're yeah. just going to continue, we're, you know. We're, we're going year into down our, and continuing. Get, you know, we're <laughs> heading toward our terrible twos next October. <laughs> so, um, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, if you've got suggestions or ideas of things you would like us to, to talk about or anything that we should should add to the podcast, please let us know. Yeah, and y'all keep those candles in the windows. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. And we'll give you another update when we hear from Yuri again. Absolutely will. Yep. All right. Thanks very much. Bye, guys. <laughs>